Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. I'm Kyle Jameson. With me is Daniel Trainer, and Daniel, do you like scary movies? <laughs> Who is this? Stop playing around. Hello, Daniel. <laughs> you should really stop. There's one nine hundred numbers for this. <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Scream! Oh! Pop quiz. <laughs> Pop quiz. Who's the killer in the original Scream? You know, we're going to get into it. But can we just give a shout out to... Uh, Roger, Roger L. Jackson? Roger L. Jackson? Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson, who does the voice. Stand by. Stand by. Of Ghostface. It is... I literally just had it up. Where did it go? It's certainly Roger something, Jackson. I'm going with L. I want to say T. Dr. T and the women. I'm sorry, what? Dr. T and the women. Roger L. Jackson. Yes. I got it. No. Wow. Let's give a shout out to Roger L. Jackson, who does incredible work as a... Hello, Our boy. Sydney. Yeah. If you knew anything about horror movies, you know Jason didn't show up to the second one. <laughs> Dumb bitch. <laughs> Nobody says bitch like Roger L. Hang Jackson. up on me again and I'll gut you like a fish, you dumb bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, the 90s were a different time. Welcome to the Popcorn Boys episode 34. I say 34. You're correct. Where we will be discussing Scream. Oh, see, so I uh, see what you did there, my friend. You whispered Scream, which yeah, is like uh, what we in the business call a joke. And in you know, in watching, and we'll get you know, I'm revealing what business, the podcast business, of course. I'm revealing something here, but in the past, let's say five days, I have watched all five Scream movies, and man. If these movies well, don't love, must be if nice. These movies don't love a joke. Must be nice to not have to go to work. <laughs> oh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> don't you have your little challenged update? Oh, right. So before we get into the uh, Scream franchise as a whole, and uh, wrapping things up with the latest. Uh, simply titled Scream. Are you going to go on another rant about this? Of course. Okay, great. We'll, we'll get into it. All right, can't wait for that. Uh, but before we get there, it's time for uh, the first of our dual box office wow. recaps. Wow, if you were sick of the box office recap updates, do I have good news <laughs> for you? Now there are two. So, as everyone knows, the box office 2021 recap uh, will continue through the Oscars. Correct. Which, again. Couldn't tell you. They months and months from now. <laughs> couldn't tell you. They're in the summer. <laughs> and we had our first release of the 2022 box office challenge. Indeed. So here we go. 2021. Boy, do we have a race on our hands, folks. Oh, my God. Oh, my The God. current standings through the time of this record, which <sighs> include the Monday Martin Luther King Day actuals. Mm-hmm. Standings are Daniel in first place. Yes. With one billion eight hundred sixty-two million six hundred eighty-eight 
$687,613. In second place, Kyle, $1,800,663,386. So if you're doing the quick math in your head, it is approximately a $62 million difference. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Things are getting tight. <laughs> yeah, they sure are. Tightening up. Wow. I mean, this really is going to come down to the wire. And it's going to be, like, the winner is going to be based on, I mean, obviously the winner, if you take it, is entirely based on Spider-Man. But it'll be funny if I win <laughs> and it's entirely based on the fact that, like, Venom was re-released and made 50000 extra dollars. MCU Hive, stand up! Yeah, just keep seeing Spider-Man. MCU Hive. Oh, right. Is every movie... When we do this draft in... Let's say we're alive in a few years. We're doing sure. the draft. Is every movie going to be an MCU property? A good question. Will there be... Movie. I think, oh. I think movies will just be the MCU. Like, you, you won't say it's an MCU... But if it's not a Marvel movie, you'll have to refer to it as an sure. NMCU. <coughs> yeah, of course. Sure. This is part of the non-Marvel cinematic universe. Oh, man. All right. I, l the fact that this is so close, it's, it, it, it's everything we live for. It's keeping me afloat. <laughs> tell you that much. Unbelievable. So we have the rest of basically the Spider-Man and Sing 2 runs to go. And then Will they make, you know... Another sixty-five million combined, and then hypothetically, if because this is going until Oscar Sunday, right? We have whatever small impact the Oscar nominations might have on things. And I'm looking at you, West Side Story. I'm looking at you, House of Gucci. My picks, and then unfortunately, I mean, if Spider-Man gets nominated for Best Picture, this whole thing is thrown into <laughs> absolute chaos. Wait, no, no, maybe Venom will get nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> Maybe, maybe both, they both will. I'm still holding out on the best picture nomination for Suicide Squad. <laughs> the Suicide Squad? Oh, right. This was the... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, so that's the 2021 box office recap. And now for the first time... Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, it is the 2022 I'm feeling box office my, challenge feeling recap. I'm on my feet. One movie has been released. It is on Team Daniel, so Daniel is in first place. Yeah. Uh, it is the aforementioned Scream. Ah! As of this moment, it has made $33,855,000. Amen, baby. Well, actually, hold on. Add $14 to that because <laughs> we went. So. 14 actually, and maybe another 14. <laughs> a grand total of... Five people, including us in the before, theater? Before, hold on. Before, uh, while this is on my mind, were you, because we did just come from a screening of Scream. I have to call it Scream 5. Or should we call it Five Cream? Five Cream. I'm calling it Five Cream. Five. It, that, five Cream. That would make sense if they stylized it. That's that what I'm way. saying. Why not even do, like, call it Scream, but at least put the Five, five Cream. Why, five why isn't it Five Cream? Well, I don't like the way five cream sounds, first of all. You've never been to an orgy. <laughs> I like the way it sounds. Okay. Um, have you been? 
That's an off-pod conversation. Okay. Got some friends and family who'll listen. All right, so for for the sake of this podcast, we will be referring to Scream in parentheses 2022. Five Cream. As Five Cream. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Here's the thing. Wait, hold on. When we saw... We we, we were coming from a screening of Five Cream. We saw Five Cream. On your radar, if, if I say top left corner, does that ring any bells for you? From our screening? Yeah. Uh, See, I I knew you didn't you didn't register this. There was a man who, in a very odd choice... Was it the ghost of Wes Craven? It might have been. He was sitting... I, I knew the, he was sitting in the very last corner seat. Yes. That man. Were yeah. you registering his experience with the film? Uh, I heard a few laughs, I but not particularly. I have never heard a person having a better time... <laughs> I looked back there because at one point he was talking so much that I was like, there has to be somebody else back there that I didn't see. So I gave a look. No, sir. He's back there by himself. He was just laughing it up. He was having the time of his life. There were God bless. No, there were a total of six people in the theater. The two of us. Yeah. Back left corner guy. Yeah. There was one guy. By the way. We were the only ones who saw the movie together. There were four other people in the theater, I know. all sitting by themselves. Now, which... I did think about asking them all to go out for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> we really should have gotten together. They, I mean, and I'm not, you know, not going to give away too much, I guess. But like, it felt like everybody in the theater was really <laughs> enjoying themselves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there, I mean, there was there one was... person uh, diagonally behind me to the right. There was one guy like a couple rows directly in front of us, and then a woman. Yeah, uh, was maybe maybe eight seats to the right and four rows in front of us. And the guy in front of us made the bold decision in a theater of five people to clap. <laughs> Someone else clapped too. I think it was the back wo- corner. Oh, so oh were he two- was hooting and hollering back there. I mean, <laughs> I mean there were two people clapping. He, pra- at the he end was of the probably movie. standing up. I just didn't look. <laughs> the decision to clap. I respect. I respect a uh, corner guy though because he like us. Stayed through the very end of the credits. But that is such an insane seat because there is a light on you. <laughs> Move to the middle. I mean, that's, not the, o- the, that's not the only reason that's an insane Move seat. to the middle. Well, yeah, of course. But, like, move to the middle, my dude. What are you doing? <laughs> Maybe that's where he – that's – I don't know. This is his comfort spot. Yeah. Anyway. Shout out to that guy. Oh, absolutely. He listens. I'm sure he listens. <laughs> I am sure he listens. All right, so five cream open. <laughs> Sorry, second sip, second sip of my drink was not prepared for five cream. Five cream open to thirty-three million. A, a, a strong opening for this January flick. Well, I think if you were to listen back to the box office draft, I think, and this is even what two weeks ago we were saying. I don't know. Like, does anybody care well, about this? The, like, know, exactly. The, and part of the research that. That I did for the draft itself, uh, the Scream Four, which came out ten years ago, only made thirty-eight million dollars total. It was a big flop, and it's hard to explain why. But I will say, even from when we recorded the box office draft to release date of Scream, I'm sorry, Five Cream, it did feel like there was this swell of people being excited. And I was like, oh, okay, interesting. So maybe this is going to make some money, and I don't really know. 
They're just, what are you laughing? Are you laughing about five cream? I can't handle five cream. Okay, well, I think we need to change. I got that. some bad news for you. That's what the entire episode's about. Okay, so if, we need if, to you're, change that. if you're laughing, if you're laughing now, if you're laughing now, it's gonna be a long four hours. Okay, I don't know what to tell you. Oh, what a ridiculous name! But. It just felt like there was this groundswell, and I think I think maybe what it was, it's like people who grew up with the original movies are sort of of our age, a little bit older. Um, I think Scream 4 was just like in this sort of dead zone of like, we'll talk briefly about Scream 4, but like, it didn't quite have that same nostalgia factor that this one seemed to have, for whatever reason, because... All the same people. <laughs> well, that's, this was kind of this one was kind of billed as like the return of all the characters you love. Like it's like well, they were all like, in the last film. Yeah. <laughs> right, they been were in, all there. Nev Campbell's been in every single one of these movies, as has Courtney Cox, now, David Arquette. Do I have a lot to say about Nev Campbell? Oh boy, I don't. I don't know where to begin. But let should we just let, let's just start the Scream franchise in general. Really, it feels wholly unique in a way. Obviously, we are inundated with horror franchises everywhere you look. Right. This one, for whatever reason, has really managed to maintain its hold on on audiences. And has really, in some ways... I don't want to say a cult following because that's not true. These movies make so much money, but it does feel like people who like the Scream movies really hold them dear. Question. Yes, sir. Do you remember the first time you saw Scream? Great question. No. It wasn't in theaters. Me neither. Uh, But I remember it. I don't. See, it's funny. I don't. It, It feels like I should, but I really don't. I was at my neighbor's house. We were, we had a sleepover. Ooh. And there was talk like, about five cream. <laughs> there were five or six of us. Oh, baby! And we're watching it basically in the middle of the night. You know, just staying up late at the sleepover. We're watching Scream. It's on like HBO or whatever. Oh wow, we're a rich family. No, I think they just stole HBO. Okay, great. Love yeah. them. And they had a black box or whatever. Back, you know, remember those back in the day? The black boxes. No, was allowed in a black box home. Well, there you go. Um. And so we, we were watching it at the sleepover, and I think we, we paused the movie to go, like, brush our teeth to or five something. Cream. Oh. And we were, like, ter- well, so this movie came out in 1996, so at its earliest, this is... I was barely born. This is, like, summer of 97, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, which means I'm 12-ish My years favorite old. Maybe, Ryan maybe 13. Song. And I remember specifically, we were... We were Scared out of our minds watching this movie. It's the middle of the night. It's a sleepover. We're and and we we go off to brush our teeth and I was and as before we all left like because the house is dark. I was like, all right, if anybody tries to like jump scare me, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Unbeknownst to me, one of my friends had art had like gone ahead oh, to brush no. his teeth, and so he didn't hear that warning, and so he waited around the corner, jump scared me. And I stabbed him with my toothbrush. <laughs> like, harder than I should have. <laughs> and he did die. Yeah, yeah no, he, he, did, he did not make it. He passed away? No, he's just fine. Okay. What's his um, name? He still talked to him? Shout out to Mike McCauley. 
Mike McCauley. I haven't talked to him in years. Would love to run into him, though. He was my uh, childhood could, best friend. What happened? Falling out? No. No, we're good. Could you name all the kids at the sleepover? Yeah. It's Mike and Chris McCauley. We were at Evan Barrows' house, and uh, it was also uh, Jerry and Bryant Smith and myself. Two sets of brothers at a sleepover? Oh, yeah. I don't we were like all, that. We were, good, uh, we were all buddies. I don't like that at all. We were the six of us. Brothers at a sleepover? No. Defeats the point. I don't know what that means, but... We can't five cream. <laughs> we could becomes... Okay. You know, crime. <laughs> Is it a crime? Incest? I, I, think, incest. I think it's more frowned upon. Is... Okay. Can I ask... <laughs> I, never mind. I can't. <laughs> no, I can't. Never mind. Uh, it... Never mind. Okay. Go on. I'm glad you... Uh... Is having sex with a sibling a crime? <laughs> uh... I don't actually know the answer to that. Never never had to, to research that one. Mm, interesting. What if I had sex with any of your siblings? I thought about it. <laughs> okay, let's move on. So, <clears throat> that was my experience. First time I ever saw a scream. <laughs> um, I don't remember specifically where, you know, seeing the sequels. Well, I think you're I touching down. I think you're touching down on something interesting with the first scream is I certainly remember when I first saw it much younger it being a horror movie and it being terrifying and scary and yes. all of this. And now I I've seen it multiple times since, but again, I watched it uh in the lead up to watching Five Cream. The first scream is straight up a comedy. Yeah. It's not really scary. There's a lot of jump screams. There's jump, jump scares jump and stuff. Jump and like, scares. I suppose if it's the first time you've seen Ghostface or whatever, like he's such a, the whole thing is such a pop culture zeitgeist things. It's, it's almost its own entity. So like, it's almost impossible to be scary now. But with that being said, it's so nice to watch it, uh, now because you you know when you're younger and you're watching it you're not really picking up on the fact that it's like a meta commentation commentation commentary on the genre right so like you're kind of watching it as a horror movie it's very obvious and so they're you know they're 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 hammering that but even then i don't think i picked up on that when i was a kid yeah exactly you know um i mean they're talking about the the rules are surviving scary movies and that's obviously straightforward but yeah i think like, like the story I just told, my takeaway was that I was terrified. Right, it, exactly. Know, he stops him with a toothbrush. Yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> Were you invited back? Yeah. Okay. You guys made up? Of course. What was the reaction? You just stabbed him with a toothbrush and... Oh, he was upset because yeah. I stabbed him with a toothbrush. Yeah. And then I went, everyone heard me warn not to jump scare me. And he was like, what? <laughs> Do you have his number? Should we call him? I don't. Live. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, but all right. Here's the thing: the first screen movie, you're, and you're, you've kind of started on it a little bit here, but sure. So, it's one of the defining '90s movies, absolutely. Uh, and really, unless I'm forgetting something, it felt like a, a big return for popular horror movies. Like, you know, Halloween came out in I believe 1978. I want to say wasn't um, alive. Me neither. There were obviously you were almost okay. All the F- Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth. Those are kind of throughout the eighties, I think. Um, 
and I don't think there was like a big horror franchise movie in the '90s at all until, and then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, and and it's and it was really the style of this of Scream, yeah, that made it such a hit. Sure, and it is that kind of it's hilarious the meta commentary, obviously. Um, so my larger point here is the original Scream is absolutely brilliant one an iconic classic movie two and was absolutely snubbed at the oscars oh i mean great point but i mean you know i mean certainly back then they weren't touching something like this with a 10-foot pole of course but let me just uh let me just read you the nominees for best original screenplay oh interesting at the oscars the year scream uh should have been nominated. Okay. Fargo wins the Coen Brothers. Okay. Well, can't argue with that. Jerry Maguire, written by Cameron Crowe. You talking to me? Oh no! Show me the money. <laughs> uh, something called Lone Star, which is a movie I don't believe I've heard uh, of. Nine one one Lone Star. Uh, on Fox with Rob Bow. Ensemble cast features Chris Cooper, Chris Christopherson, Matthew McConaughey, and Elizabeth Pena. Mm. And deals with the sheriff's investigation into the murder of one of his predecessors. Okay. Never seen the film. Uh, something called Secrets and Lies. Oh, something called Secrets and Lies. Are you a fan? It's a good movie. Sure. And? And finally, the uh, Shine. Oh. Oh, my boy, Jeffrey Rush. Yeah, I believe he, he won the Oscar for it, right? Did he win Best Actor? Yes, he did. For Shine. So, give me a break. Scream should have been nominated for Best Original Screenplay. A brilliant screenplay. Over Lone Star, yeah. Uh, The Best Picture. Okay. We're getting, I mean. Shine and Secrets and Lies were both nominated for Best Picture. Okay. Jerry Maguire, Fargo, and The English Patient wins. Yeah, Jerry Maguire. Shout out to, to Kevin Williamson. The writer of Scream and Wes Craven, R.I.P., mm. the director May he rest of Scream. They made a classic, an iconic movie that's still, I mean, we're not, we're not uh, watching the English five shins. <laughs> <laughs> Secrets and fives. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it, it's an iconic movie. It, it, it. Iconic is a word that gets way overused, but Scream is iconic. The Every single thing about it. By. Listen, it, I don't know when we're going to start talking about the performances. It might be now. I have some big things to say about the performances across this franchise. All right, let's well, just let's... start now. I mean, this is where they originated. What? Here's what I'm going to say. Drew Barrymore should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. No! No. She's actually not that great. <laughs> She's perfect. Listen, though. love, listen, love Drew, would die for Drew. Um, the work that Courtney Cox does across this franchise okay. should be put in every single museum. It should be put 
in every single town hall, every single town square. She should have her own wing in the Smithsonian for what she's doing across this entire franchise. And it originates in Scream. So the first bit of acting that you want to point out in Scream is Courtney Cox? Uh, are you... What are you, yes, what, what are you talking about? It's one of the great performances. I, I do believe, if we're talking franchise-wise across five movies, name name a better actress. Yeah, okay. Is that Joey? No, that was Matthew Lillard in Scream. Oh. Wait, please. We need... Kyle... This is my big thing from screen. Okay. It also features one of the worst performances I've ever seen in a film. And that is, unfortunately, Matthew Lillard in screen. This is... You've had... This is episode 34 of the podcast. <laughs> Across those 34 episodes, you've had many a bad take. Name, name another one. <laughs> okay. There's too many. It's... <laughs> Literally at least three per episode that I... The th- here's here's Matthew the thing with Matthew Lillard. Makes this movie... This movie would not be iconic without Matthew Lillard. Okay. Mo- moving He's on. I, I absolutely mean... phenomenal in it. It's a, it's a fantastic performance. He's ridiculous and it's perfect. Yeah. Matthew... You see Matthew Lillard in this movie and it's like, oh, like, you're the class clown. Like, you win, like, funniest every year in school. Like, he's, like, like everyone's like, oh, he's so funny. He's supposed to be annoying. He's supposed to be yeah, obnoxious. It's an he's supposed incredible to be, performance. It's it's perfect. It's not my favorite. And his, like... It's not my, it's, it's not my favorite. And when things really go down at the end of Scream, and he's, We don't like, have to... We can spoil Scream. <laughs> when he's been, like stabbed and he's bleeding and yeah. he, he's like the the two of them skeet Ulrich and matthew lillard skeet is i mean yeah. made me want to we'll fucking we'll skeet say. skeet you know what i mean <laughs> we'll talk about skeet in a second but their their performance together at the end when they're like stabbing me stabbing each other and try like it's just so good. The Matthew Lillard for me, it's sort of like a twelve out of ten, and I would have preferred a ten out of no, ten. I would have. It's it's a class clown performance. It's a class clown yeah, performance. It's amazing. It's a class clown performance. He's fine. Now Skeet Ulrich. I'm sorry. I was actually talking about Courtney with two E's. Cox. I know. I had to. I had to pivot because that's not that you just can't start. Oh, scream talking about Courtney Cox. Oh, I'm sorry. Scream, a franchise that is actually about the power. Of women. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's talk about the men. No, we're going to talk about Courtney motherfucking Cox, who doesn't get her due across all platforms. The only actress never to be nominated for an Emmy for Friends. That's so sad. Plenty of actresses have never been nominated for an Emmy for Friends. You know what I mean, Jelly Bean. (laughs) Of the six, never nominated for an Emmy. Nor should she have been. Continue. Hey, I got two words for you. Cougar Town. <laughs> Great, yeah. Seen every episode. Yeah. She's fantastic. Courtney Cox is one of the most underrated actresses of all time, and her performance in the Scream franchise exemplifies that. She is phenomenal. 
She does a nice job. Phenomenal. She is giving you heart. She is giving you humor. She is. We'll get around you- to it, but in Five Cream, I have I have some issues with with our oh. or with our girl Gail. Gail Weathers, who God, oh, just what a character! She is camp. She is she is it. Like Gail Weathers is to me the oh, a she really perfect. is great in the first one. I don't like your tone. What? She's great. It's a great, great, it's a great in character the in the first, first one. one. She's great okay. in all of them. I don't know anything about Scream two, three, or four. I haven't oh, seen any of them in a God, long time. I'm really, have to carry the load here. <laughs> Anyway, go on. Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. Aside from Matthew Lillard, Skeet Ulrich. So, the credit for what makes Scream so popular and great. Number one is Ghostface. Of course. Great mask, great costume. Did you have the mask? (laughs) No. Did you? My brother did. I remember we had a we had a a ghost face mask that you could like. I remember the costume. You there was like a thing that you would hold in your hand, and it was the mask. But if you uh, pressed it, blood would come down. Oh, oh, that's fun. It's pretty cool. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, so that's number one. Ghost face, iconic character creation. Number two is I think probably the screenplay and just how clever it is and how meta it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and number three, I think, is Skeet Ulrich. In the first movie. The. He works. Like. Skeet Ulrich is 90s. Can we just say that? Yes. exactly. This movie is 90s. This movie made me so nostalgic for the 90s. Like. Skeet Ulrich was like the epitome of hot. (coughs) At the time in this movie. Oh. At the time. because sure, I know what you're saying. 90s thing. Very brooding. Very, my name is Skeet. The hair. He's the, the, the hair. shirt. <laughs> Man, you know. And like, he's so hot in the movie that. We're really starting to show our age where I'm like, men were just hotter back then. <laughs> they were. You ever seen Paul Newman? Skeet Ulrich is Paul Newman. <laughs> Who is the Paul Newman of today? Ooh. I hate to say this, but Bradley Cooper? Oh, okay. Who is the Skeet Ulrich of today? Hmm. Now that's really one to ruminate on. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich's performance as the just creepy, brooding... He's very good. And even after it's revealed that, yes, he's the killer, you still want to have sex with him. Oh, somebody being a killer's never stopped me. I mean, Hello. <laughs> You know, the Menendez brothers? I still write letters to them. Oh. Wait, did they die in prison? Uh, no. No, I think they're still alive. Robert Durst died. They haven't responded to my letters. R.I.P. Robert Durst. Oh, God. I mean... Killed them all, of course. Killed them all, of course. He sort of sounds like Ghostface. <laughs> hey, Sydney. I killed them all, of course. Hold on, I'm looking up Just the real briefly. Brothers. Just real briefly. Oh, oh boy. We haven't really reconciled. Menendez brothers are alive. What happened? Something with them happened recently. Uh, No, maybe not. Anyway, we haven't really reconciled with the jinx. 
as a culture. <laughs> what happened on that program? <laughs> Killed them all, of course. What? That is the that the fact that we have talked about anything since that happened. The most unbelievable moment in popular culture history. Also, the that fact, truly is. Like they, there was a whole thing about how they almost didn't find that. No, they had that audio because do you they, remember they thought it was stopped. Speaking down. of, do you remember the first time you watched Scream? Do you remember the first time when you watched that episode of The Jinx? I was watching it lot. Well. <laughs> could have been live because i don't think it was on hbo hbo but i think like i watched it like right when it was available on hbo go remember hbo go wow god to be old remember hbo now what did i have now go go. i do have some bad news though i do have to now go to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) god just insufferable when we go back on the backward boys more talk about the jinx I cannot believe what I... I couldn't believe what I just seen. It was... God, so good. May he rest in peace. What a character. God. The whole show was great even before that. And so mm-hmm. to cap it off with this moment that like... Well, I think that's... Right. Like, it, the show managed to become this like cultural thing. So like that's why I was watching it when it was like right away. Right, right. And then for them mm-hmm. to sort of... The fact that that wasn't spoiled the fact that that was like but also like they didn't like tell the police they had this audio well that's a whole <laughs> like, other thing I mean, they were like we'll just we'll turn it over after we premiere our know. episode listen I don't know uh, what's the you guy who made it three other people uh, Jer- Jarecki Andrew Andrew Jarecki yeah man god love it the jinx that's when true crime really had something to say oh that's that's Mount Rushmore of true crime it really uh, it really is it Let's really see, is. Mount Rushmore. Oh, don't! But you're you're walking. <laughs> That'll down be an path. episode sometime in uh, March. My friend, did you watch the? Is <sighs> a terrible staircase? Yes. Oh, I've watched the staircase. I think three times <laughs> through. You know they're making a limited series, right? With Are like they? an unbelievable cast. Wait. Oh. No, like oh, a, it's like like fiction, uh, not fiction. Right. But... Uh, There's actors. <laughs> They're making a biopic series about the staircase. Oh, guy? the cast is—we can't get into that, but it's—it is—it's—it's gonna—it's amazing. But no, the one about the dad who put his uh, kid in the silo. Huh? You I don't think s- I've seen it. I don't know since I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I don't remember the title. A <laughs> dad puts his kid in the silo. All right, we gotta we gotta get the car back onto the road here. Okay. Somehow we've gone this far without maybe even mentioning Nev Campbell, Listen. which feels offensive. When I Sydney t- Prescott, when first I, of all, a great character name. Well, the character names of this movie in this franchise are so funny. Like, and I think it's intentional. But like, they Sydney Prescott, it's sort of this. But like, every character's name is like Jack Turner. Ashley Smith. Like, they're all these, like, the most generic names you've ever heard from a lot of these people. Um, Nev Campbell. Wow. 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 First of all, I have never seen a more beautiful woman. Oh. Nev Campbell. And somehow, I'm sorry, 
keeps getting better. When she showed up in Five Cream, I mean, did I clap? I did clap in the theater. I did, sure did. She looks amazing running along the river. I mean, before she drops her kids off. What a dream. She is stunning. She is so beautiful. She is. And like there were Nev Campbell and Skeet Ulrich were the hottest couple in the world in 1996. Well, sure. I'm trying to think of another one. Can't. What came out in 96? Uh, there was... When was Titanic? And <laughs> then the next year. Oh, could he have kept her on the, on the door? Jerry Maguire came out in 96. Please. Stop talking about Jerry Maguire. Tom Cruise and Renee. That was a pretty hot couple. I'm more of a Jonathan Lip Nicky guy. <laughs> have you seen him lately? Do you know Dude how much dripped. the human head weighs? Dude dripped. Is he? Oh, Jonathan Lipnicki. He's ripped, yeah. Everybody knows that. Yeah, of course. Uh, Billy Loomis. Great name. Billy Loomis is good. One thing I will say about Looking Nev. Through the character's names here. I will say about Nev in the first Scream. Uh, she's 23. She's going to go ahead and be 23 years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Playing a high schooler. None of Matthew these Matthew Lillard was at least 40. None of these folks had been in high school in probably the past decade. But Matthew Lillard was 26. 26? When Scream came out. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Kennedy without a paddle. Jamie Kennedy was also 26. Wait, talk about a Jamie Kennedy experiment. Uh, is he Skeet? dead? No, he's alive. Skeet was also 26. They were literally all born in 1970. The movie came out in. Uh, Nev was 23. Yes, yeah, she, she was three years younger. Let's check on. Um, let's check on. Uh, My girl Drew, Cameron D, and Destiny. Rose McGowan Charlie's was 23. Angels, come on. Uh, David Arquette and Courtney Cox are not high schoolers, so their ages are fine. Oh, I, I cannot wait to talk about Five Cream and those two. What? Okay. Huh. All right. Well, this is interesting. Jamie Kennedy, Skeet Ulrich, and Matthew Lillard are all older than David Arquette. Ooh. Weird. I don't like that at all. <laughs> That's a weird fact. Super weird. Is that? Could that possibly be true? I mean, I guess that checks out. Well, how... Well, how old's Courtney? Courtney is currently 57. She was born in 64. Courtney is six year, seven years older than David Arquette. <laughs> Looks better than them all. <laughs> better than them all, of course. <laughs> uh, anyway, where, where were we? I think, I think we can wrap up Scream 1 in, in the sense that, like... If you haven't seen it in a long time, watch it. It's it's a perfect little slice of 90s nostalgia. And it's so funny and it's so smart. And it it just, it's great. And it really sets us off here uh, for the next four. It's a good movie to watch like every, uh, every year around Halloween. Sure. Just add that to the rotation along with Halloween and... I don't really ever do that. I'm not like a horror movie guy around Halloween. I think it's fun. I do it every once in a while. Cool. Get a few Get a few in there. Never been invited. Well, then nor will you. Never been invited! All right. Now we get to the Screams 2 through 4 section of the podcast. <laughs> we sure do. Movies Which, that I... Uh, uh, go on. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, I have seen all these. I don't know if I've ever seen any of them a second time. 
So Scream 2 came out in what year? A couple years later? Scream 97. 2. Oh, the next year, Scream 2 came out in 97. Scream 3 in 2000. And then it was 11 years until Scream 4. Right. So, so you, having just watched all three of these... Yeah, it's it's pretty wild that Scream Two came out less than a year after Scream. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Like, um, they must have known very quickly what they had on their hands. But I don't. The thing is, I don't think they did because with Scream One, it opened small. It opened to six million dollars. Right. To a what one hundred and three million dollar total. It was just really this kind of word of mouthy thing, right? Like, I don't know. It was just. But these movies are such like low budget, you know. They're they're of course. I'm trying. I'm trying to find out. Real but quick to get something when it was like greenlit that they were going to make a second one. Right. It's a good question. I mean, it would have to be like a meet, like to get a mo- to get a sequel out less than a year later. Uh, Dimension Films agreed to pursue the sequel in March '97. And, and so it came out in '97. They shot it. They began filming in July. <laughs> it came out in December of 97. Oh, my God. Incredible. Great That's turnaround crazy. time. So the sequel comes out less than a year later, opens uh, much bigger, opens to almost $33 million for a domestic total of 101. So it makes less than the original, despite opening way, way bigger. Uh, Scream 2, a movie that I had not seen in a very long time, so much so that I basically remembered nothing. Something that I certainly didn't remember is that, and I think we've said this, there are going to be spoilers. I uh, Are they Scream 2 spoilers, the movie that came out before I was born? No. Uh, the, just, yeah, we won't spoil any of Five Cream until the end. Right, for sure. The new one. The two killers in Scream 2 are going to go ahead and be TV's Laurie Metcalf <laughs> and soon-to-be TV's Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> Incredible. The, the casting across this franchise is amazing. Every single one of these, you watch it, you're like, oh, there's that person. Hey, hey, there's Portia de Rossi. <laughs> right, <she laughs> Great to see you. Randomly. Good anymore. to see you. Um, I actually think Scream 2 is really fun. Really? I think it's, okay. I think it's a really successful sequel it's hard to replicate kind of the magic of that first one but i guess something we haven't really touched on that much is like what is fun about this franchise is that it's a franchise about movies right like it's for movie fans like there's so much talk about movies and this is like so we're getting into it now where it's like a movie within a movie they're making this movie called stab that's about what happens in the movie Scream. It's all very meta and fun. And it just all kind of... It just all works. It's fun. It's silly. It's a, it's a good time. And you have, like, the Jamie Kennedy's character is basically the the big nerd who's, like, explaining everything as, as it goes along here with, you know, obviously in the first movie and then he comes back in the second one. There's just so much that works for me as somebody who loves... Like, even something as simple as, like, his his character Randy like works at like Blockbuster (laughs) like it's fun to be in a movie store that's where the new okay scene happens (laughs) that's because 
It's Randy class, it's a class says, clown performance. says, maybe you could be the killer to Matthew Lillard. And he goes, yeah, okay. okay. Class clown performance. Um, Scream 2 is fun. I, I, it's, it's, I enjoy it. What can I say? What, um, does, it, does it take place at college? Yes. So, yeah, Sydney is off. They're at, God, I forget what they call it. Like, I don't know if the, the school has a name. There's a lot to do with, like, fraternities and sororities and, like, Greek life, which is, like, annoying. But um, I forget if the school has a name. I was just looking for something on YouTube. Um. I don't want to know. What? Oh, God. Hold on. I'm just going to play. Oh, God damn it. We can add. I was searching for a quick little soundbite from Scream on YouTube. So I searched, like, Scream... A couple other things. Uh huh. And is that Ron DeSantis? What are you watching? I just and a political ad for the state of Florida. You know something? If you had told us one year ago that we were going to come in third in Iowa, the year is two thousand four. And you know something? Oh Jesus Christ! You know something? Not only are we going to New Hampshire, Tom Harkin, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona. And North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. And we're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. Yeah! <laughs> Wait, why are you playing this? Because the video that came up was called The Scream That Doomed, oh. <laughs> that doomed Howard Dean. <laughs> I mean. God, what a simpler time! Literally, we would just negate. Yeah, we would negate the presidency. We would negate. We would negate presidential candidates because they made a weird noise into a microphone. (laughs) I mean, that's what you need to do now to be alive. Jesus! No, no, turn off those lights! No, no, (laughs) off! Turn them off! Oh, God. oh man! Anyway, right. I, Scream Two I think is is a successful sequel in the sense that it feels something it feels like something pretty unique and different, but it you know still holding on to the same threads and it's fun. It's a fun time. Uh, Scream Three. Let me say, Scre- Windsor College, by the way, Windsor Windsor College. Scream Three. Let's get the bad out of the way. I think the third act of Scream Three is kind of a slog. It kind of becomes, uh, I don't know, kind of aimless. It's it's not that interesting. Like it's, uh, it's just the third act doesn't quite work. I will say, the first part of this movie is really fun. And can we just run down some of the names in this movie? Parker Posey, <laughs> Carrie Fisher. What? Emily Mortimer, whoever did the casting across this franchise, particularly in Scream 3, is an absolute queer icon. I mean, this movie is camp. This movie is, like, really queer. Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey, of course, yes. I mean, it's, you know. Jenny McCarthy. Okay, so I'm naming the people I liked. <laughs> well, I'm just not, going down the cast here. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. I don't, I actually don't like that the name Jenny McCarthy has not been said on this podcast. What? She probably has before. We talk about the Wahlbergs all the time. God. Are they still together? I don't know. She and Donnie? Uh, Who's Richard? Donnie or yes. Jenny? They they appear to still be married. Donnie has Wahlbergers. 
But Jenny has the Masked Singer. The fact that Jenny McCarthy is just allowed to be a judge in the Masked Singer. <laughs> what are we doing? What are yeah. we doing? Is she vaccinated, do you think? Oh, who I mean, knows? I mean, her whole thing, of course, is like anti-vax, anti-vax. But now that we're in a pandemic, she no, has she to be, right? still anti-vax? Or That's what I'm around? saying. There's no I haven't really heard a peep out of her. On I'd the like COVID. to hear her thoughts on the COVID vaccine. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> what an absolute psycho. Uh, Scream 3 is fun. Right, here you go. Although she disputes the anti-vaccine label, saying instead that she prefers the term, quote, pro-safe vaccine schedule. And okay, pro- uh, we're done. We're done. And End quote, sorry. Um, yeah. She, oh, God. What a crew. I mean, Nicole Scherzinger, Ken Jeong... Who else is on that panel? Never seen an episode. I don't know. Kei Jong. Really let that happen too. You think about the people we've allowed become celebrities. You think about them? What? Robin Thicke is the name you're searching Oh my for. god, of course. <laughs> the, wor- the, the worst of them all. <laughs> the worst of them all, of course. Um... Scream 3. three. <laughs> Scream 3 is really funny. One thing I will say about Scream 3, it's again, it's really fun for a movie fan because so much of it is about the Stab franchise. So we're getting a bunch of scenes. Like, I enjoy this like movie within a movie thing. Like, there's so much that you're watching a movie that is about a movie that uh-huh. is taking place on a movie set, which I have said on the podcast before does make me nervous. When you're seeing a movie set in a movie... It's almost too much for me. Because I'm like, I know all of what I'm seeing is also happening behind the scenes. Makes me nervous. No, I, they just move all the equipment in front of the camera. We're, oh, that makes me maybe even worse. One thing I will say, they make a they make uh, a comment that, like, the Stab movie is being filmed on the Sony lot. Yeah. Which, famously... Right down the street. We can see from where we're sitting right see now. See it out the window. We can see it out the window. Uh, unfortunately... Uh, was not filmed on the Sony lot. Oh. It was filmed at CBS Studio Center, I think it's called, like on the Radford CBS. CBS Radford, yeah. Yeah. Where I <laughs> used to be an extra on Parks and Rec. <laughs> Perhaps you've seen me in some episodes. Thank you. I didn't know you did that. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I was an extra on Parks and Rec, like, a bunch. Wow. Like, Look at you. When I say a bunch, I mean four times <laughs> but it was fun like those because i mean we could do a whole episode about the extra work that i've done i mean that actually be apparently really, that would actually be really fun cloverfield perhaps you've heard of it the breakup okay please sit down i, I can see i can see people are gasping what here's um, a um a fun oh, fact okay so you're talking now scream three that is by no means a fact but is on the wikipedia page okay I mean, it might be a fact i don't know but I, I, I wrote look. these earlier today. All right. Uh, Unlike the previous screen films, there was an increased emphasis on comedic elements in this installment. What? Okay, first of all, that doesn't sound true. That's not the important part. The violence and horror were reduced in response to increased public scrutiny about violence in media following the Columbine <laughs> High School Massacre. I mean, so they toned it down post Columbine. But isn't it funny though that like once we get to Five Cream, once we we'll talk about like, the movie is sort of about movies like radicalizing people. 
So we fully turned the corner. Oh, yeah, yeah. By the, uh, yeah, I mean, the violence is definitely, like, tampered down for Scream 3. Um, there's, I don't know, there's a lot to like in it. It's just, it's not, it's just not perfect. But I, I think the first sort of, like, hour and a half are are really fun. Okay. It's very, it feels like a very gay movie. Just the casting choices. I mean, anytime Parker Posey's around, I'm having a great time. I mean, Parker Posey. So Parker Posey plays Gail Weathers in Stab. Oh, okay. so she and Courtney have a bunch of scenes together, and that's I oh mean, yes, it's I a dream. This. It's a dream. So Parker lovely. Posey and Courtney Cox in a movie together. Sign me up. Wanted Sounds more, obviously. Lovely. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. So then we get to Scream 4. Now, do you, they stylize the title of Scream 4. They put the 4 is as that the a, a. Is that official? Yeah. As, yeah they, they wrote it out like that sometimes on posters and stuff. Let me name a couple names that are in Scream 4. Oh, please do. Anna Paquin? Sure. Kristen Bell? Why not? Friday Night Lights is Amy Teagarden? Now we're talking. Well, the best character in FNL. Well, the second best character in FNL, of course, Julie Taylor. <sighs> Can't fight you on that. Um, well, I don't want to fight on that. I love Julie Taylor. Oh, yeah. You're one of the Julie. You're one of the only people who agrees with me on that. Pro Julie. Um, Hugely pro Julie. Okay. I told you I saw she was taking classes at UCB when I was interning there. I remember this. So I'd see her a few times. Just what a beauty. Oh. And what a gal. She was very she was so nice. She was very nice. Love her. She would show me her student ID card. I'd have to scan it. I'm like, wow. I'm sure, which my Friday night lunch? <laughs> Why are you taking improv classes? <laughs> <laughs> and then I think about the last time I saw Amy T. Garden in anything, and I say, Well, yeah, it might be a good idea. Um Allison God. Bree? Alice oh, Allison Bree. Adam in- Brody? Anthony Al- Anderson? Rory Culkin? Rory, my boy. Emma Roberts? Lucy uh, Hale? That girl from 90210? Shanae Grimes? There it is. Uh, Allison Brie is very fun in Scream 4. One little thing I like about Scream 4 that, of course, I have to shout out. This was made in the time when, like, the state of Michigan was giving a bunch of, um, like, movie incentive. What's that called? credits or funding or whatever tax credits tax credits or whatever so a bunch of like big movies filmed in the state of michigan for like a few years and then left i was actually an extra speaking of being an extra (laughs) oh god here we go perhaps you remember the film real steel i do not starring hugh jackman and a bunch of robots yeah you ain't look for were you one of the robots (laughs) (laughs) no i see jackman's body double if you uh (laughs) If you look, there, man, there's a there's a fight scene between a couple of the robots. Yeah, you might go ahead and see me in the background. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Now, when they were filming that, were there robots or oh. was it all digital? Oh, like, no. what were you watching? Nothing. <laughs> They're like, cheer! <laughs> it was terrible. Nice. That Sounds was fun, good. though. Made some money. Um, but, so, Scream 4 is, I think, I want to say exclusively, certainly almost exclusively, filmed in the state of Michigan. 
which is very right. funny. And it's filmed in some cities that I know quite a bit about, namely Northville, Michigan, which is like <laughs> where my friends live and like on the border town of like where I used to live. Um, and it's, you can spot it. If you watch the movie, you like spot where they are. It's very weird. Have it, you ever been to Kellogg Park in Plymouth, Michigan? Uh, absolutely have. <laughs> Lived in Plymouth for the first two years of my life. So they film in Plymouth and Northville, uh, and they film in Ann Arbor, some, a city I, of course, do not talk about. Um, but it's fun. You, they, oh, the movie's not set in Michigan, which makes it funny. They're trying to make it look like it. they're in uh, how, Westboro? Woodsboro. Woods, Westboro Baptist is the church. Okay. Right, right. Woodsboro. Um, Woodsboro, I think, is supposed to be in, like, New York? Yes. Yeah, Northeast something. Feels like a little upstate New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fun. They film in Michigan. You see some stuff that, like, like streets I've walked down before where you're like, Courtney Cox was there? It's very <laughs> odd. But, but, excuse me. I'm burping now. Just kind of a little nugget for uh, our Michigan fans. Of which we, you know, we have many, of course. Um, So, ultimately, what happens in Scream 4 is... I don't hate Scream 4. It just, it feels almost like this idea of bringing the franchise to a younger generation right and like we also have well it, it was the first iteration of the movie in over 10 years sure so we have the aforementioned emma roberts we also have like hayden panettiere is in it it's a lot of like i think it i think five cream which we'll get to in a second succeeds in doing what Scream 4 tried to do a lot better. This, like, integration of younger people. Right. Um, it, I think it's still kind of a fun movie. Ultimately, like, Emma... Ro again, no, whatever. Spoilers. Emma Roberts is, like, the ultimate uh, killer in this movie. Like, she's the ghost face who takes everybody out and, like, tries to kill Sydney. Um, and sure. I actually like Emma Roberts. I think she's very funny. I don't know that I bought her as this, like, serial killer. Right. Um, so that part doesn't necessarily work. And, like, the look of it is kind of off. Like, when you go back and watch the first Scream, certainly, and, like, even Scream 2, there's kind of, like, a, a grittiness and sort of, like, a, I don't know... Like, Scream 4 falls into the trap of just, like, it kind of looks like every other movie ever made. It's kind of generic looking. Gotcha. Like, looking back, like, we just watched the opening scene of Scream. Like, yeah. that doesn't look like anything else. Oh, it's... Scream yeah. 4 looks like a generic horror movie in a way where you're like, eh, okay. Okay, I understand. You know? You um, yeah, they've always done, or at least in the first one, they did a really great job of, like, setting them in these specific style of houses that, yeah. Like, yeah. Just feel real. So Scream 4 actually... I, I went into watching Scream 4. Couldn't remember if I had seen it before or not. <laughs> right. Went in kind of expecting to hate it. I don't think it's bad, actually. I think it's fine. I think it's a decent... I think it's a decent time. But it's... Uh, you know, it's... Not essential. Fair. I remember seeing it in the theaters and kind of thinking the same thing. It's, it's okay. Like, oh, this was... This is fun. It's fine. Cool. Oh, baby. It's time. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. <laughs>
Five Cream. Five Cream. Sounds like a boy band. Scream Five. Okay, so again, we just saw this together and really haven't discussed it. Yes. Because we wanted to kind of do this here. I don't know where your mind is at. Would you like me to go first? Let's go at the same time. All right, you're... Wait, one... uh, what, what do we do? I'm, I'm saying you give your uh, three-word takeaway uh, in three, two, one. It was, was great! great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, those are the three words I thought of, so I was wondering if you would Can I tell you what? <laughs> I don't know the last time I had that much fun in a theater. <laughs> I mean, true. And imagine seeing that with a big crowd. Oh. I was so sad that we didn't. I know. That's all I kept thinking. But, I mean, our six people... You know, it was kind of a very we, unique we experience. The... Yeah, we really we brought the boom. <laughs> Here's also if Scream Two, Scream Two, what if Scream if Five Cream had been released two weeks before, it would have made like my top ten. Oh wow! I don't know that I mean that, <laughs> but like so long. Uh been starting no never mind it wouldn't have made the top 10 but i found this movie to be so much fun i thought it was for what it was trying to accomplish basically perfect yeah i was a little for the okay, first, real, real quick, I'm sorry. I oh, just, please. Um, I don't know. Well, we'll get to that when we get to the cast. Okay, just briefly. I for the first maybe ten or fifteen minutes, I was worried. You were worried. We're meeting all these new people. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's all these new cast members. They're all kind of annoying. I'm trying to get my bearings, and I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm not. I'm not totally feeling this. By the way, we're gonna have spoilers. For this oh, movie, so yeah. if, you, if, if you haven't seen it yet and you want to, just be aware that we're going to start spoiling things relatively soon here. I was a little nervous, and then, and then David Arquette shows up. That's exactly right. That's things. The pace picks right up. Who knew I would be so excited to see David Arquette? The f- what this franchise has done for B-list actors? <laughs> are you kidding? And also, that's to take nothing away from David Arquette's performance, who in this movie is again perfect. Yeah, he's one that like I I've never given a ton of thought of about the Scream franchise. Like obviously he's in them all, and he's he's playing a prominent role, and he's always you know kind of part of the emotional crux of the movies. But it's like he's never one of the first things I think of. Certainly not. But in this one, like his presence just immediately grounded the movie, and wow. like the the nostalgia play immediately worked with him, which I was surprised by because I don't really have any nostalgia for Dewey. Oh, I certainly uh, I would die for Dewey. <laughs> I would die for Dewey. Unfortunately, don't have the chance. Oh, <laughs> don't have the chance. <laughs> <laughs> but he's. It's just everything they do in this movie is so smart. Like he. 
We meet this new Dewey, this down on his luck. He's living in a trailer. And immediately you feel for the guy. It's just... it. it I mean, he's been through it. It works. It just works. And his a, performance is great. He was a deputy great. in a town where there were just endless high school murders. And then we find out that he and Gail went to New York. And, like, she was following her dreams. He tried to cut it there. They could... And, can I... I need to get into this now. Okay. I mean, we talk about the meta version of, like, the Scream franchise. I don't need to tell you. But to see Courtney Cox re-Courtney Cox Arquette (laughs) talk to David Arquette about the dissolution of their marriage? Are you kidding me? Is that, Are, this is a relationship that you were invested in at some point. What? This, I don't think there's ever been a Courtney Cox Arquette and David Arquette. Was I invested? Um, I, I'm sorry. Did I subscribe to Us Weekly? I kind of feel like it would be impossible for there to be a celebrity relationship I could care less about than okay. Courtney Cox. Well, and you David don't Arquette. care about Coco. What? Gee, you don't care about Coco. Coco. Their daughter, Coco. Coco Cox Arquette. <laughs> I mean, to talk to somebody who doesn't care about Coco Cox Arquette, <laughs> to see Courtney and David, because in, in Scream 4, if I'm getting my timeline correct, they were not divorced yet when they were filming that movie. So I think maybe they were like, maybe separated, but the di- the filming dates that have, they weren't divorced yet. To see they them, announced they were separated in October 11th, 2010. I think separated though. Right. They didn't file for divorce until almost two years later. Scream Four came out in early 2011. So they're filming that in the midst of all that. Wow. <laughs> to see them come together as a separated, divorced couple in the Scream franchise and in real life and to have the chemistry and love that they had for each other, I don't know I've ever seen anything more emotional on the screen. Clear, the clear love they had for each other. They comes love each... Yes. Very they, strongly. In truly. They are like friends. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. They're like... I might cry. I found that to be so... I think you should. Beautiful. Oh, well, it doesn't take much. I found that to be so beautiful. David Arquette is fantastic. I mean, Courtney continues her run of, you know, a performance that should have its own wing in the Smithsonian. I've said this before. Um, fantastic. Anyway, what were you going to say? Uh, yeah, so the movie picks up when David Arquette shows up. Um, but one thing that really... So, obviously, you know, we're, we're diving back in with... With our old friends. Here we go again. And it seems like every franchise is kind of dipping into this recently. Where does the, where does, where does the killer get the uh, outfit? Every movie. A good question. They sell them? Well, in one of the movies... I mean, I could go buy one right now if I wanted to. Well, yeah, exactly. But in one of the movies, don't... Aren't there... Because they're on the movie set, there's yes. like a million versions of it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, the... So, although the movie has a bunch of our old friends, you know, mm. in the same way we brought back our old Spider-Mans and Spider-Man villains, you know, we're, Jurassic World, we're getting, 
you know, the gang back together. Mm-hmm. Ooh, great question for you after all this. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the reason we, this movie... We won't get back to this question. No, not a chance at all. The reason this movie works is because the new cast is so great. Because the, it allows it allows the um, the former or the, the old cast to just play these kind of side roles. They're not the focus of the movie. The plot is completely driven by all the new people. And it allows for all our old friends to, to play their roles perfectly and, and kind of land emotional moments that we need them to uh, just to kind of be there for us like an old friend. I agree. I mean, I think the casting across all five of these movies is stunning. Really, when you think about it, like when you even when you look back to, I, I don't know who I meant to look this up actually. Who has done the casting for every movie? Mm. If it's been the same person, I can't imagine the same person now that it was for the first one. But I don't know. Um, it seems like a long time for that to be the case. But you look at like the like it's it's hitting all of the right notes, and it's casting all of these sort of like blossoming stars. Like you look at Nev, you look at. Like, I mean, you know, Rose McGowan has taken a turn. But, like, you look at all, it's just, it. the casting is great in every movie. It's casting people at the right point in their career for the right roles. I think that's where Scream 4 falters a little bit because it's not what you're saying in terms of, like, the new cast. You, like, root for them and love them. It's just not quite that. Right. But... I completely agree. I the new cast it again took me a second, but especially these two sisters. When I tell you, all right. Let's when talk. I tell you, stars. I'm sorry, Rachel Ziegler and Ariana Debose. Who? <laughs> so, watch Five Cream. Also, briefly, it was like. Is that Rachel Ziegler? <laughs> uh, no, it's Jenna Ortega. Let's Jenna run the cast Ortega's performance in Five Cream is better than Rachel Ziegler in West Side Story. Go on. So let's we'll just run through the cast real quick, please. Of these these new cast of characters. So the movie opens with our uh, Tara, the younger sister, played by Jenna Ortega. It wasn't who, Tara. Tara, Tara, whatever. Uh, now, I regret to inform you that Tara was born after Scheme, Scream 3 came out. Yes. She was born in 2002. She, born after 9-11. Didn't she, see the towers fall. And you can see that in a performance that she didn't see the towers fall. She's younger than Scream 3. <laughs> Scream she, 3! She has the vulnerability and the optimism of a girl who didn't see the towers fall. <laughs> when do you think if you're born after 9/11? Yep. When do, do you When are out? you aware of 9/11? Are you like looking up 9/11 clips? Like do parents sit them down and be like, "Just so you know, 9/11." <laughs> but- <laughs> yeah, what is the kind of equivalent for us? Oh, you know, something that happened maybe ten to twenty years before we were born. Well, we're with much, much different ages. In the early eighties or in the much 70s? different ages. Unclear. Much different ages. The Challenger. What year was that? 
I don't know. You could tell me the Challenger blew up in 75. You could say 2008. <laughs> but there's a teacher on board. That's true. There's a teacher. That was a big deal. I think. I don't know. I wasn't right. It was. Uh, you know. Now, I don't care. The older space. sister played by Melissa Barrera, who was one of the stars of In Heights. Oh, my God. I was wondering. Did not know. <laughs> wow. You know what? I was like, right. Wow. She's great in, in the Heights. She's better here. She's great in both. I. Uh, she's okay in the Heights. No, she's excellent in the Heights. Wait. I am so sorry to bring Snow this. I brought you. you champagne. <laughs> That's. Wow. That's you yeah, know yeah, yeah. what? I didn't put that together. I was like, I know I recognize this girl. And also. I kept thinking throughout the entire movie, she's the, one of the most gorgeous people I've ever seen oh, outside, of, outside of Nev Campbell. I was like, she is stunning. Her hair, her hair. Her eyebrows. She's gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah, she's killing it. Um, <laughs> well, that's for sure. She's in her 30s. Interesting. Good, good for her. Um, some of the other cats. So those are the those are the two sisters. Uh, we have Jack Quaid, the son of Dennis Quaid and Meg Ryan, who plays uh, Melissa of Barrera's... the boys' fame. Of the what? The boys. Oh, you're right, right. Never seen it. Me neither. But yeah. Um, he plays the boyfriend of Melissa Barrera. Guess what? Thought it was great. Huh? Thought it was great. You know he. I was. Okay. For the first like twenty minutes of the movie, I was like, "Is Joshua Jackson still?" Oh my god! <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, "Is this Joshua Jackson?" Like I knew it wasn't him, but I was like, "Are we doing some weird like de aging software?" There's some. He looks just like Joshua Jackson. Oh, it's his, oh, for me it was his voice. That's funny you because th- I don't think he looks like him. Oh, but I there, think he did. And, like, but there were moments where there was one I can't remember the moment, but like. He says something. I was like, "That's Joshua Jackson's voice. <laughs> That's so funny." Yeah, uh, like he was screaming that to me the whole time. And I he was, was like, what? He was screaming that. He was five creaming that there to me is. the whole yeah, time. Thank you. I um, well, we're spoiling things. So while we're on the topic of him, did you guess the killers? Uh, no. I guessed him. And not that that's like wow I got I got it right like it's to me it was fairly obvious one of them was going to be him which of course you're like well is it too obvious like right yeah it's one of those things where like there's been so many versions of this movie and they've done every combination yeah. of potential killers that like you can never really guess it because like like they even mention it in the movie but like that's one of the first things yeah. Dewey says is like your boyfriend obviously yeah. he's one of the killers God yeah anyway. I didn't I was wondering if it was going to be the twin sister oh yeah that was that was ultimately i was like i bet it's gonna be her and then she kind of especially when she she disappeared in like part of the final act and i thought she yeah. was going to emerge as one but yeah she was she was also kind of playing the role of like the nerd jamie kennedy character yeah uh, so it wouldn't have really made a ton of sense but sure i thought for a second it was gonna be her and did, did you did you know that uh, weirdo girl was gonna be the other one. No, I sort of had 
And I had an idea. Uh, Mikey Madison, her name is. Yeah, of better things and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood fame. Yeah, it should have been pretty obvious when she played um, uh, one of the Manson... Wait, does she... She plays Sadie, who's one of the Manson family. Did she catch women. on fire in that movie too? You know, I th- doesn't she get with like the thing? She might be the one who gets blowtorched. Yeah, yeah. I think she does. Hold on, I'm trying to find that out real quick. Yes, yeah. So she gets <laughs> blowtorched in that movie, and here she catches fire because she gets hand sanitizer. Which God, so funny. The hand sanitizer. The hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Really? (laughs) And then Uh, she falls onto an open flame. Someone who catches on fire. Interesting. Interesting. But she was good. She she shines in the last act when after she's been revealed as the killer and she like goes yes. She's good in in that part of it. The rest of it, like you know, she's kind of take her or leave her. Yeah, agree. Um. Some of the other characters, the the other, the rest of like the friend group, we have the twins, um, brother and sister, played by. By the way, I, I think I said that already. Mikey Madison plays. Yes. Uh, plays the girl who catches on fire. Um, we have where did it go? Uh, Mason Gooding as Chad. Uh, now these twin sisters or twin sisters, these twins are. The Jamie Kennedy is supposed to be like their uncle. Uncle. What's the guy's name? The actor. Who? The cousin. Or nephew. Mason Gooding. I just want to look up photos. Fun fact. Cuba Gooding's son. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Had no idea. What? Yeah. I literally just found that on the Wikipedia page here. I mean... This goes without saying, but I find him incredibly attractive. <laughs> uh, he was in Booksmart. That's what I recognized him from. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Cuba Gooding. Crazy, right? Juniors. Got to be born in 1996. Uh, he was good. And then I thought one of the standouts is the twin sister, who who I was saying I thought might uh, was, was maybe going to end up as one of the killers, but... Jasmine Savoy Brown. She is a little older. She's 27. Uh, you know, continuing the trend of having 27-year-olds play high school students. She was in The Leftovers. That's what I recognized her from. And she's been in some other nonsense that I don't really know. Hmm. Mason Gooding. Oh, she's in Yellow Jackets, which I haven't watched yet. Oh, my God. I just signed up for my seventh free trial <laughs> of Showtime. I will be watching Yellow Jackets, obviously. She was very funny. She was funny. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm getting distracted by Mason Gooding. Mason Gooding photos. Uh, he has had a glow up, shall we say, in the past uh, little while. Okay. I am looking at photos of him at the Spider-Man premiere in 2012 <laughs> with his father Cuba, and you know. Sometimes it takes... Oh, I am looking at... He's what? 12 in the I am unfortunately looking at a photo of Mason Gooding in his Boy Scouts uniform from from an article called, Does Mason Gooding Have a Girlfriend? (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to take your phone away? Did I write this? 
I think I need to take your phone away. Sorry. I'm really... Oh, he played... Oh, that's for... Oh, he's on Love, Victor! Is he gay on Love, Victor? Wait a second here. This is going well. Wait a second here. Wait a second here. Do I need to watch Love, Victor? Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son, Mason Gooding, is enjoying his single... Oh, okay. Daddy, daddy, daddy. All right, the rest of the cast... We have uh, Dylan Minette. Oh! <laughs> he plays Dude. Wes. Do we ever. Did you look? He is from... Um, uh, 13 Reasons Why? Yes, yes, exactly. A show I've never seen. He's been in some other stuff too, but... And don't plan on it. I am searching... <laughs> searching Dylan Minette, um, who... God, oh, 25, thank God. Um... His latest tweet? Uh-oh. Scream! What do you think? Who's seeing it? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay. Sure, why not? Wait, I'm searching, I think what we all know. I'm searching Dylan Minette gay. Dylan Minette is apparently straight? What? He doesn't have a personal life section on his Wikipedia There's page. no way. Dylan Minnette is interesting. Who is this bitch? Alright. I'm officially taking your phone away. <sighs> Wait, is this band a thing? Oh! Oh, Wallows. yes! That, oh! Sorry. That song that was playing in the credits? That's him singing. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, anyway, we we've gone off track here. Dylan Minnette. So I mean, listen. If for no other reason, God, why he is so weird. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. I mean, hold on. Pause. People.com. Dylan Minnette <laughs> says people are quote absolutely demolishing him for quote. Underdressing to scream premiere. <laughs> this is what. What is he wearing? Hold on, I'm sending you this photo. I'm. I, we gotta tweet this with the. Oh God, sign up for the People Daily newsletter. I would rather fucking choke. Copy. Okay, hold on. Hurry up. Hold on. How do I pace? Figure it out. Summer Sanders. Look at this. Look at this joker. Oh my god, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Look at him! He's getting killed for this? This Uh, That's great. I mean, he says people are, quote, absolutely demolishing him. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's a good look. Oh, meanwhile, his co-stars Mason Gooding and Jack Quaid wore suits. Sure. To ever... To everyone absolutely demolishing me for underdressing to the screen premiere red carpet, it wasn't a premiere. Our premiere was sadly canceled. Of course, I would have dressed for the occasion. A premiere, sillies. Oh, man. Oh, boy. All right, we need to talk a little bit more about what works in this movie. This is so odd. Jack Quaid. The ghost. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. The ghost of Billy Loomis gimmick. First of all. Melissa Barrera's character is revealed to be the son of Skeet Ulrich. Yeah. The, one of the original killers. Yes. 
which is just a, a fantastic idea. You know, I agree. Like, it... I don't know... I think the movie succeeds because it... Everything is set up for a movie like this to fail. Right? Like... Every, like, how do we connect these dots? Why are they back? Why is this? It all just kind of made sense. Yeah, they did a really nice job of just, like, kind of fleshing that out. It is insane when you say it out loud. Like, oh, this new girl happens to be, happens to find out that she write a letter in an (laughs) attic. (laughs) (laughs) It's well done. It's well done. That's that's all all you really ask for, to believe it. Yeah, I agree. Obviously, there's been a lot of coincidental murders in this town. And and trying to tie every (laughs) single one of these characters in the movie to them. Is a difficult feat. I do pull yeah. it off in a believable. I do enjoy. You know, there's, there's like this like little small town that is like the site of I don't know at this point seven thousand murders. <laughs> and at one point there's this scene like, well you've seen the stab movies right? It's like no, like you live here, <laughs> right? Yeah, she's like not familiar. How, never heard of them. Oh well, okay. Um, so Skeet Ulrich is. Billy Loomis's daughter, okay, and and it's, it works as a running bit too because the whole time you're like, wait, she's like the main character, but is she? she she's not one of the killers, right? I it's, never thought she was. I didn't either, but it, you know, it was always you always knew she had it in her, you know, from her, well, from her we DNA. S- and then we see that she and does. In a great payoff, oh. <laughs> she ends up killing one of, uh, well. Kills her boyfriend, who's already been revealed to be the killer. With a great line. Let's say it together. One, two, three. I don't remember. Never the line. doubt the daughter of a serial killer. Oh, yeah. That was good. Is but that then, exactly what she says? I don't know. Well, when she just goes ham and is just stabbing him like crazy. So it's great. Lot, you, like, you have that moment where, like, is someone going to have to pull her off of him? I would say, you know. If stabbing isn't your thing, maybe go check out another film. <laughs> they did some uh, really innovative stabs in this. <laughs> they really like, did. Through the cheek. Love and, that. Like, they're, they're through, a couple through the hands. Mm-hmm. Some really good stuff. A lot of innovative stabbing, yeah. <laughs> That's really the only way to put it. Yeah. Uh, what did I say I had a small problem with earlier? Um, capitalism? Oh, Gale. No, no, oh. Gail Gale Weathers. So, Don't. Gail Weathers, and forgive me if, if this has been a long-term change over the course of, uh, you know, the three movies that I completely forgot about. Sure, I, yeah, yeah, I probably won't remember. We kind of know her as the ultimate opportunist. Even in the uh, beginning of this movie, she's coming up to cover these murders again. And then somehow at the end, she's like... I'm going to write another book, and it's not going to be about this. Okay, so it's because Dewey died. So not, I'm not sure if you saw the film. Not the Gale Weathers that I know and love. She Dewey. would 100% exploit Dewey's death for no. book sales. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> no way. I'm not sure if you've ever seen your best friend die, and I have. When Princess Diana passed. <laughs> Dewey's death, by the way. <laughs> I mean, he was really uh, filleted. Oh, that was great. By the way, we're supposed to believe that... Uh... Hold on. So, one of the fun things about all these screen movies, they always have two killers. Right. And so, you try to do the backwards math later on of, like, <laughs> right. which one I know, killed I know. who. And, like, 
are we to believe that the oh by the way Dewey shot one of them a couple times in the chest a lot of people I mean Gail got shot <laughs> I know but in this like he shot one of them just to, straight on point blank in the chest well I will say they seem to be dead and then he gets killed when he goes back to like finish them how off how I interpret that is that a big re- people people in this franchise about halfway through really started wearing bulletproof vests <laughs> right so I think that might be that's where I'm going. Okay, fair. They, they, but they probably should have had something. Sure. In there. Like sure. But part of it was there was so much. They hadn't revealed the killers yet. There's so much movie left. They couldn't have one person walking around being like, oh, I, I really can't breathe. I, yeah. My chest hurts. Yeah. I was yeah. Shot point blank. I'm yeah. Sure. Spewing blood everywhere. Sure. Uh, but anyway, uh, is let's see. Well, I remember one thing I had a problem with. Was the boyfriend, who's one of the killers, does he get in the elevator with them in the hospital? And therefore, it's the girl in the hospital that kills Dewey? The the girl kills Dewey. She says it later, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, can't believe I get to kill both of you. Bit of a tough sell there. She's like maybe (laughs) five feet, uh, 100 pounds max. And she's like... Oh, you see, just... Tearing him up with those knives. Also, the beauty of this franchise, though, is that you can't take any of it seriously because you're like, well, it's a takeoff of horror movies. So, you know, it's supposed to, it's a commentary <laughs> on how silly they are. As they're getting out of jail for Yeah, exactly. For it really is. It's great. Um, one, one thing I did find funny is, like, when Tara Tara, like, has to get out of the hospital bed by herself or whatever. Yeah. And she's like... She's like, she is in a working hospital. Well, no, but she was on the, uh, they moved oh, her to, to the, the private floor. The private floor, so no one's around. And the, the, her but ones... I can't imagine no one's around. <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit. She's like, there. one cop has had his throat slit or whatever. And she's like, well, there's no one else here. I love she's the like, scene. Well, I can't imagine that's true. I love the scene when uh, your, your, our boy gets killed after taking a shower uh, and, and the, the police Get, sheriff oh, or whatever sorry. has been killed and then Melissa Barrera shows up at that house and is like wait you're here you're the one who's like she sees the, the cop who's supposed to be guarding her sister <laughs> at the house <laughs> right? and she's like no it's guarding my sister and he's like the sheriff got killed. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is like, yeah. he just abandoned his job. I know. Because he finds, finds out about this. Maybe the weirdest scene of the movie is when Twink King Dylan Minette is getting ready because his mom went to get sushi. Now, I don't know. Maybe. There's, of, there's so many details in this scene. Maybe I'm wrong. But if I'm getting takeout sushi, I'm not putting soy sauce on the table. A good question. I know the soy sauce is coming. Interesting. And I'm not, certainly not putting chopsticks on the table. Chopsticks. Because I know the chopsticks are coming. He's also setting out like bowls and... Yeah. What are we doing? Like, they're not handing her the sushi in, in her hands. Well, and she, even, and she even makes a point. She's like, I'm going to pick it up because you don't like it when it's soggy if it gets delivered. So he, well, okay. So that actually makes more sense then because 
Now we know from that line that he's pretty particular about okay. how he eats. Interesting. And so maybe he doesn't want to eat out of a plastic sushi container. Well, he wants also, to put it in some God, plates The more and bowls. we get into the sushi, like, <laughs> there's that what, like, so I think his mom said that the restaurant was 10, she'd be there ten in minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. So Which she'd was go. an insane way to, that, that conversation was insane. Oh, have you ever been up there in 10 minutes? She's ordering sushi and she goes, I'll be there in 10 minutes. <laughs> Not so, like how long until it's ready. So maybe at least ten minutes go by, right? And so then they're at the house, and the door opens, and he goes, Hurrah! "It's like, mom." It's like, well, yeah, right. Obviously, like, that's what he should be. Your expecting. mom is coming home with dinner. Like, if you knew your mom was coming home with takeout, or anybody's coming home with food, and the door opens, you'd be like, "Ah, let's eat." Right. Not like what. <laughs> Okay, hold on. The even more insane part about this this sequence. So, she drives to the sushi place. Right. Gets the phone call from Ghostface. Yeah. Where he's where, he, and Ghostface is threatening her son, saying like, well, sure. "I'm gonna kill your son. You're not gonna make it in time." Sure. So she spins back, throws her lights on, and is like racing towards the house, and has has said like, "All available units, come to my house right away," like. She seems to live kind of in the middle of town. She's the police chief or sure. whatever she is. Sure. She rolls up. He Ghostface kills her in, on, like, the front steps. And then seemingly there's another ten minutes <laughs> before our he's guy. Set, he's setting the table. Yeah, he's spending forever. Putting out the soy sauce to after kick him on. Out. Exactly. And, like, none of the other cops are even rem- – I know. It seems <laughs> There seemed to be a weird time sequence there where, like – Oh yeah, you assume one of the other cops. Was I think be close my favorite scene, my favorite part of that scene, is like when she flips on the lights and does this like abrupt U turn, and there's a guy in the crosshair. Like, Fuck you! <laughs> it's like yeah, he had, he, she almost runs him over. He's pretty justified in that moment, but like it's a cop turning their lights on, and like clearly something is up, and it's like he's like get the you what the fuck. He's like flipping her off in the crosswalk. Oh, uh, it's so funny. That was great. That's just a little detail that God just killed me. Five cream. So, like, ultimately, I guess there are two questions. Where do we go from here? And the fact that this has made so much money, I mean, not even so much, but, like, it's it's, doing well, it's yeah. made Very its successful. budget back already. Um, and it's good. And people seem to be liking it. Like, it's there's going to be another one. But, like, I part really... Of, part of what made this movie work is the way they kind of played it off as like a final chapter like we get you know like Dewey right. is dead yeah I was uh, surprised Sydney by that by Gale the way I get, didn't know get some kind of catharsis I kind of assumed and... that somebody died and also I have to say god I keep saying and also like it's, it's a conversation <laughs> and also um but and also it doesn't go without saying that like it is really cool that this movie has this, like, core group of women at the center of it. Like, these horror movies can be so, like, exploitative of women and killing bitches. And that's what this franchise sort of makes fun of a lot, which is great. But, like, it's pretty fun that we have, like, Courtney Cox and Nev Campbell, like women of a certain age who don't get to be like headliners in movies and in franchises like this and also like this younger these younger two who are like you know the new them or right. whatever 
it's pretty cool. Like, it's, like, very female-focused and centered, and, like, I just love that. Oh, it's great. It's yeah. great. I don't I don't know what happens from here, but what I will say, and it, it, it's th- been a cool there's de- going to be more. It, there's been a cool development, too, is, like, because a lot of these movies, uh, uh, there's definitely a trope in horror movies where you have the kind of young, innocent woman who's trying someone's trying to murder them the whole movie and then they kind of grow and become like this strong yeah. warrior by the end but like to be able to not uh like nev campbell's character in particular is now just kind of like the badass like when she, yeah when she shows up it's like, well, there's, like there's no more you know she's not this like she's been through it she's grizzled but really like think about it like and I, that line they're like do you do you, do you have a gun she's like I'm Sydney, Sydney fucking, fucking Prescott. Prescott. Of, of course, course I have, have a gun. gun. <laughs> oh! But think about it, really. Like, Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox are ostensibly, like, the reason people are at this movie. These are women in their 50s. It's 2022 where nobody goes to the movies anymore. And people are going to see this. Like, it's fucking great. Like, this... There's nothing that's I guess that's what I'm saying about the Scream franchise. There's nothing else like it, really. And it's a takeoff of all these other franchises. It makes fun of all I guess you can look at Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. That's right. awesome she's, too. She's still starring in these. It's awesome too. They say that they they name check Jamie yeah. Lee in this movie. Yeah. I I that's awesome. I, dig I it. love that. I think it's a really fun. I don't. I I had the time of my life today. Oh, I had a blast. I thought it was great. Oh, and by the way, somehow we haven't mentioned this yet, and I, and it's it's probably the guy that, with salt on his popcorn. <laughs> the guy who. Sorry, I know this isn't what you're saying, but we were getting our concessions. <laughs> this guy next to us. This guy. I mean, God bless him. Uh, older than Courtney Cox, so ancient. <laughs> like, hey, um, could I get my popcorn? Uh, could I get some real salt? And the girl behind the counter is like, "What?" Or he said, "He said it was like just what, what specifically did he say? It wasn't it wasn't real salt. It was like, can I get it plain with salt?" No, he said real salt. He said real salt. Yeah, or something. And I think she was like, "I, I what?" <laughs> and, you know, and, it's and like, sir, it's four thirty in the afternoon <laughs> on a Tuesday. Just <laughs> shut up and take your popcorn. <laughs> Anyway, sorry, go on. Um, what was I saying? Something we haven't mentioned yet. About the oh, theater oh. experience, it sounded like? No, no, about the Scream franchise. Sure. We talked about it before we started recording, but all these movies are at most two hours long. God bless. Like, this m- movie and all of these movies, they just, they go by. They end on time. They really do. I... None of them are longer than two hours and five minutes. And I think the first one might be the longest one, which is, is insane. I was just going to look that up, the length for each of them, because they're the perfect length. It's just, I, I, man, like, I don't know. Like, it's all the exact same, like, they, they all play out in the same way with the, with the acts of the story, and they even joke about and they all j- the acts. Exactly. The like, first one is an hour 51. Okay, so Scream... Second one is two hours on the dot. Scream 3 is an hour 56. 
Scream 4 is an hour 51, and 5 Cream is an hour 54. Heaven. These are all within nine minutes. I have to say, each other. I went into this week not really caring that much about Scream. I was like, oh, the first one's good. Like, I don't know. I love this franchise. <laughs> I really do. So, like, as a as a huge Scream... Uh, now, are you going to go on the Scream message boards? <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, what... Were you radicalized by 4chan? <laughs> oh, 4chan reference in 2022. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that. Uh, that was a good... That was a funny way to... to... Her little monologue there about, like, uh, like, film fans in general, like... Yeah. It's great. And Jack Quaid is good at the end there, too, when, you know, he's ranting about... He doesn't quite hit Matthew Lillard level of <laughs> of Act 3 and murderous thank God, and thank performance, God yeah. but he's he's quite good, you know, even though... There's nothing... Even though I still thought he was Joshua Jackson the whole movie. <laughs> There's nothing quite like this franchise. There just isn't. So where do you want to see them go next for... By the way, so... You know, we've been calling it Five Cream. This movie is just called Scream. <laughs> oh, boy. And I think go. I ranted about oh, this last week. Oh, so boy. I, here we go. I thought we I were... I won't rant I again. thought we were pulling into the, uh, the I can't, final lap I can't here. do it again. But the fact that you have our five movies into a franchise and you name the fifth one the exact same thing as the first one. But we have to acknowledge they made a joke about that in the movie. True. Which I respected, but it did not make up for the fact that they are just calling this movie Scream. I agree. I agree with you. Where do I want them to go next? For S- Scream Six, which they will. It's there. It's it's probably filming. Well, we like, can probably see it from here. What right? is Scream Six going to be called? Well, again, great question. Scream Two. <laughs> Scream. Why this? What? I don't know. Six I, Scream. Six Scream. Screw. Scream, scream, sickle. Uh, scream, scream two. Here we go again. What oh, the, I like that. Um, I don't know. We're definitely gonna get one, right? I mean, of course. I, It'll probably come out like next year. Oh, for sure. They're making it right now. We so, could probably see. I mean, if we if we <laughs> open up the window, we could probably hear Nev Campbell saying, "Not again." <laughs> Well, um, interestingly enough, felt a little bit like felt a little bit not againy from from Nev and Courtney, right? Courtney in particular makes like I don't know two billion dollars a year on <laughs> Friends know, rerun. Like no part of her needs to show up and do uh-huh. these screen movies. Anymore, I had that same again. thought, and so like I I I, just, I would love to just see how those conversations go, where it's like, what do I need to do? But. See, I, but I, that didn't come across in the pro. I don't which see. I, I don't think. See, I don't agree with that though. I I think that she this and Nev fun. and David care about this franchise quite a bit, and I think that they were excited to be a part of it. Like, I hope that's the case. Yeah, and I think. But like, uh, all I'm saying a, is, all I'm saying is, if they're like. They they might have come to Courtney and been like, "This is the last one. We're killing David in this one. That's going to be your kind of ride off into the sunset where you, you, your characters change." Maybe. And they're like, "This movie's doing pretty well. You want to come back?" And she's like, "No." 
<laughs> I said this was the last one. I don't. I could certainly see that. And also, it gave her a chance to be around David again. <laughs> wow, you really. You really and what that must have meant to huh? what that must have meant to Coco. Who? Coco. The Pixar movie. Yeah. They actually named that movie after Coco Cox Arquette. Um, I don't know where we go from here. Scream I... 6. Cruise control. Woodsboro Village. Can they can they withstand? Withstand? Can they withstand? Can they withstand another serial killer? <laughs> well, it hasn't stopped them before. I mean... I hesitate to think that, like... I don't think it anything gets better from here. Like, who can we bring back? Like, everyone's dead. <laughs> like, and I love Nev, but like, it kind of felt like this movie was the peak of that. Nostalgia. Well, that, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying, right? And so, I don't so know. particularly if they like they waited ten years to do this one, like particularly if they are rushing out a next one because this one is doing pretty well feels like it could very easily fall into like like they need a good idea for sure for the for six cream to work <laughs> for sure well you know if six cream comes out just think of the little boys will be to sleep over and get scared and stab one of their friends in the face with a toothbrush wasn't in the face it was in the back okay but you didn't Say that you said stab, so I think most people would interpret that as in the face. What? No, you said somebody did a jump scare at you, and you. St- Why would their back be to you? Well, he like jumped, went rah, and then he turned to run away as I was going ah, and stabbed him. So that's on you. I mean, oh yeah. No, no, I was only just paying off the thing I had threatened to do. Oh, I mean, this entire time, I thought that you would stab this child in his eyeball. No, 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 just oh. in the back with the butt end of a toothbrush. Interesting. All right. He's fine. Let's call him up. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, I want people to take away one thing, and that's the fact that Courtney Cox is the most underrated actress of our generation. And it's time to give people their flowers while they are still alive. It is time. If Betty White taught us anything, it's that, you know what? We didn't give her enough while she was with us. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, God. (laughs) This one really hurt. This one really hurt. She's a fucking hundred. She's a hundred years old. What hurt? She, uh, it hurt she lived this long. Real quick. She she didn't make it to 100. She was 99. No. So sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, God. God. Thanks, 2021. Betty White did make it to 100. Shut <laughs> up. All right. Finally, as we wrap this episode, where does the Scream franchise fall in your... Oh, boy. Mm, Franchise rankings? Well, let's go horror franchise. You know, well... Are you a Halloween guy? You know what? Are you a Saw guy? See, here's the thing. Are you a Nightmare on Elm Street 
I'm, Freddy guy? Are you a Friday the 13th guy? I'm not the person that asked this. Are you a Babadook guy? <laughs> yeah, we talk about that. I'm not the person that asked this, actually. I... My sort of horror knowledge is pretty small. I'm the same way. I have, like, a handful of classics that I love, like the original Halloween and the original Scream. Yeah, sure. But I don't, like, go deep on these franchises usually. So there's, the there's some that me, I've seen quite a few of, but... So the answer for me is that Scream is the best franchise of all time. Well, there you go. And I stand by... I mean, something tells me if I saw them all... I, stand by. I can't recommend watching the original Scream again enough. If you haven't seen it, it's recently so fun. It's just iconic. It really is. And I can attest to the fact that you can just watch that one and then go right to Scream 5. And you may miss a couple <laughs> of little things, but you're fine. Yeah. There's some little just nuggets. Just know that they make a whole film franchise about these murders and they call it Stab. That's all you need to know <laughs> to go from 1 to 5. It really is. Uh, and, and Please, especially go see it because I did draft it. And I need to win the box office draft. Two years in a row. Well, you're going to lose this year. Absolutely Last year, not. 2021. Whatever. Hello, Sydney. <laughs> Do you like scary movies? Do you like plain old salt on your popcorn? <laughs> Please, we gotta let the people go. Okay. Good night. Bye. <laughs>